Welcome to the workshop. Uh, this workshop is about finding your purpose in the marketplace. So, uh, my name is Didier, right here. Uh, I just actually came, uh, I just came from the state and many people, there's so many francophones in the state, so they had problem pronouncing this. So, Didier, D-D-A. That's simple. For those who play soccer, they know how to write it. Okay. That was EDA. All about this. Yes. All right. So, should we pray? Yeah. Let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you for this day. Thank you for the grace that you have given us. Thank you for the passion to, to serve you, that you initiated in our heart. You, you, you have put this in our heart so that we may love to serve you. And as we're here, we want to understand. We're here with our heart open, our mind set in front of you, towards you, to receive, to know what you have for us. We want to walk into your ways. We don't want to go astray. This word is coming with a lot of philosophies, a lot of thoughts. But what are you saying about us? What are you saying about ourselves and what you want for us? This is what we want to know this morning. Bless this session. Bless every one of us here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. If you have your Bible, let's find 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 20. And while we're doing that, uh, just... I want to tell you a little story. When, uh, in 2013, I went back home in my, in my hometown. It's called Lubumbashi. Strange, eh? <laughs> It's in Congo. But that's the capital of copper in all the world. That's where the most is coming. Wow. Although, yeah. So that's our, our city. We used to be in... When I left that stay, it was in 93. 1993. We were 500 people, 500,000 people in 2013, same city, same infrastructure, same roads, but with 5 million people. That was horrible. I was lost because I know I used to walk. I used to think the streets were big, but they were too small because the number of people, you know, there were houses in one property that you know we had huge properties but those houses have been properties has been cut in four or five just to accommodate all the people and strangely it's africa we were walking around and suddenly when i was passing by look at the chinese i said whoa they live among us that everybody was there wow. but there was one thing very uh, two things very interesting everywhere in congo everywhere in that city Every corner, there was one church, one local church. Wow. Every corner, you will see songs, prayer all the time. And I felt like, oh, that's perfect. <clears throat> People were complaining about that. I said, no, that's good, actually. Because we want to reduce the activities of the devil. That was good. And also, many of those Christians around that city had all those small convenience stores. Everybody started a small business. 
you get in this that store, it's Christian music. It was nice. I was so happy. But I realized one thing. Every single church, when I went to visit, you know, my friends were pastors and apostles and bishops and so. And I got in the church and said, so why did you start the church? I said, because I know this is the only thing that works. You know, our friend is a pastor and it worked for him. I know my, if I become a pastor, it's going to work for me too. Because the country just came out of a big war. Okay, three big wars. Everybody did that because that was something that worked for everybody. You come in the church, same songs, same programs, same vision statement. Basically, the same vision statement. If one church has a prayer Wednesday, the other church will have prayer Wednesday. Everybody copied each other. So it was, everybody did the same thing. Nobody was original. That was so sad. On the business side, all the Christians, they have the same thing. They did business, convenience stores, because it worked. You know, if one has sugar, the other one will have sugar. If one, you're looking for coffee, you don't find in one, don't even bother looking here. Because they won't have coffee. Because they copy exactly what each other is doing. And after the war, there was a financial crisis, which is subsequently for the, 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 war, the war that came. Only few of them resisted. Actually, those who were actually called to do those small businesses, even prosper in those days, the other one they just went. Why? Because that was not what they were meant to do. It was not what drove them. They had something else in mind. That was not the purpose. So, Paul says this when we read in 1 Corinthians. I don't know why I changed that. I always wanted to start right away in my, in my verse. Verse 12. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body. So it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized in one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body doesn't consist of one member, but of many. If the food should say, because I'm not the hand, I don't belong to the body. That wouldn't make it less a part of the body. And if the ear say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body. That wouldn't make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were in here, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each of them as he chose. Verse 19, if all were a single member, 
where would the body be? Mm. Verse 20, as it is, there are many parts, yet one body. I encourage you to go and read that a little deeper. What Paul is, Paul is saying, we have in this body of Christ, everyone has a place. Christians, we are fighting, we are lost because we lack a sense of purpose. We think that we belong, we don't belong somewhere. While actually, if you read, if you look for God, He will tell you exactly what you want, what you are, what's your place. There is a study that shows that right now, almost 85% of the people go to work. So every morning we all take the cars and go to work, 85%. Among them, we have almost 90, all the unchristian and unchurch people are at work. Rarely in the church. But yet we still have to do a commission. You know, we have to go and preach the gospel. Where do we find those people? In the marketplace. There's a reason why you are in the marketplace. We cannot all be pastors. We cannot all be ministers. But we have a specific task in the marketplace. The marketplace means the way, the place you have your job, the business, and what you do. There's a specific task that you do. We might have two hands or two arms. Even though, even though we have those two, each of them has a different function. When I was in, uh, younger, I kind of got paralyzed because I was too stressed. So I'm right-handed. And suddenly I switched and started <coughs> writing with this hand because I couldn't write with the, the right. So it took over. And when I was healed, suddenly I couldn't write. It came back to this hand. Like Smurf, you know, just, just break dancing, yeah? Just went back to the other side. Because every single member have a purpose. I want to tell you this morning, because I've been praying for that. I said, what can I say? It's a workshop, but this is one word God says. You might be an accountant or an engineer or a nurse, but you are one special one. Because you have a purpose in your life. You have a specific task as a purpose. I want to tell you this story because we're in a workshop. Just want to tell you this story and then we go to the application because we have to do the workshop. <laughs> as a, I started my business consulting, uh, my consulting business, that's French kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, five years ago, I used to work as an employee, but I became a business. So I went to help clients. I had great clients. Did a lot of work. Burned out so many times. Tried to help them. But last year, no, this year, I'm trying to apply. I was trying to apply into, there was a big contract. Nice. And that was made for me because they say bilingual. With a tendency of being more French than English. I said, that's me. They say iOS developer. I say, oh, <laughs> there's no bilingual iOS developer in Winnipeg 
but me. <laughs> so it was my job, my, my contract. I knew it. But they say, can you give us a trace, a track of what you did? Because all the work I've been doing kind of disappeared. I don't, I don't have my... Uh, they asked for my apps in the app store. They're not there anymore. Some of the work that I did, some of the project got cancelled. I did a lot of work. In five years, I did a lot of work, but there was no trace of it. So I started complaining to God. I said, look, God, this, this is my job. This is my market. This is my contract. But I have nothing to show. Why did you send me there? You know? Why am I so, I worked so hard and, and, and they kept nothing. All my projects got canceled and everything. So Lord, what? why me? And suddenly, I started, seeing, I started to see pictures. Not of the work that I did, but the people I worked with. I saw one that I prayed for at work. I saw one that came to Christ. I saw some people that when I was consulting, I was encouraging them. Some of them, I stepped in the project when it was actually dying, and it gave them hope. And some of them went to church even after that. <laughs> I saw all those people, only people. And I thought, oh, oh. So actually, I did a lot of work. And God gave me this word. You thought that you were a consultant to do software. But I didn't send you to those clients to be a consultant to do software. I sent you as a consultant mm -hmm. for the people that were there. Mm -hmm. I was a consultant. I owned money with a purpose to minister to people. That's a marketplace ministry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's what I did. And you are the same. So let us ourselves two questions because we're in a workshop. Why do we need to know our purpose? Why is it important to know right now? I want to apologize first because when I, I just came from a trip and I was really sick. Still, even yesterday, I'm still recovering. So I didn't write a lot of notes. I'll send it maybe so you have all the verses. First, why do we need to know that? First thing, to give you an orientation. To help you mobilize God's resources and provision for the glory of God. Sometimes... God will send provision for you, for your vision, for what you need to do next in the marketplace, where you need to go. But if you don't know why you are in the marketplace, you will never find out that, oh, actually, this is a blessing from God. Because you don't know. In 1 Kings chapter 2, Solomon built, started to build the temple. When he came into that position, he knew exactly what God wanted from him. And David, his father, already prepared a lot of things, money, stones, wood. He knew all the relationships that were there were to bless his work. He mobilized all those things to focus towards God's purpose. We lose a lot of time. We lose God's resources. Sometimes blessings are coming. But we discard that because we don't know. Now I know when I go to a client. First thing, I'm not looking at the project itself. 
I'm looking at the people. Sometimes, most of the time, I look at the, who is the strangest or the toughest person that is in this place. That's probably the person God is sending me to. Because I know. Now, when I see the blessing, when I see the person, because I know I'm a consultant, not for software, for people. As soon as I get in the project, I know God's word for me. And I look for people. And I know the project is going to succeed. That's not a problem. It's the person. Because I have a sense of direction. I know exactly. You want to take ground in the ministry, in the marketplace. That's where you start. First, know, your, uh, know what you got. Then have an orientation. Second, to stop wasting the precious time God has given you on earth. Time is one of the things men cannot recover once lost. Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 17 says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Not too many. I, I won't comment on that. <laughs> this is so precious. I, I, I was surprised. And I, I know maybe it's a cultural thing. Or I don't know what it means. I, I lived in Germany. In Germany when somebody, when a child, kid finishes high school, he can't move out of that school before he gives a statement of what he's going to do next. They will not let you go until you say, I know I'm going to be a doctor. Why? They say that you don't need to waste time. Because at 32, you cannot learn anymore. Time is precious. God has given us time. You know, doing the will of God is doing what God says. How He says you should do it. And when He says you should do it. So time is essential. If we go in a marketplace not knowing what the purpose is, we're going to try a lot of things, fail in a lot of things, and when it comes to doing the will of God, we will be wasting, we wasted a lot of time before getting into it. I know time is not a problem for God, like Abraham. Hey, God will wait, but you just wasted God's time. He gave you on earth to do that. Somebody says you always need to watch over the, your horse. That's your time. You're riding a horse. You don't want to kill the horse before the end of the war. That's what happens. So have that. And three and four is why do you need that? To prevent useless competition, jealousies, frictions, and fight. As we saw in this text here, that, you know, you need to have your own lane when you race. You have the same anointing as the one who preaches. Because when you go in the marketplace, God is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you. I realized that, that truth when Pastor Ron here, he always says, this week is the, 
Holy Spirit awareness <laughs> you know it's like when I prepare for preaching now that's how I prepare to go to work and it's fantastic the way God works same anointing competition is when you don't know exactly what you have to do when you have God's purpose in mind you know what you are you don't compete because you know your lane is here God will send you your blessing here and fourth is to be more effective and productive in what you are doing. So, how do we do that? And this is going to lead us in, the works, uh, in times where we're going to talk, pray, listen to God, and think about these things. How do you do that? First, consider the word of God that He has given you for your business. Remember the story of Joseph. Joseph, when he studied, he worked, he studied his life and when he was 18, God gave him a word. You be, our, uh, he, that was in a dream. Like the King David, God gave him a word and he even <coughs> anointed him, you be king. But the path that took him to that position was so, mm, let's say, weird. <laughs> it was so different. But what kept them oriented to God, fixed, is the word that they received. You have to have that. If you never had a word from God, I know you're looking for your family, your kids, but for your job, for your, the, your place in the marketplace, what did God say? You should ask. This is what we're here for. We will listen and we will ask for God. Say, what do you want me to do? Second, consider the path God has taken you in the past to this point. When we look at the life of Joseph in Genesis chapter 37 to the end, he went through a lot of problems. And every time that happened, the word of God says God was with him when he was betrayed, when he was thrown in jail and all those things. But there was one thing that happened. He was always leading something. In the midst of all the struggles, there was something that he did. That was, he was leading people. He learned that in the crowd, in the midst of all the problems. King David, he was to be king. He has to run for his life. But while he was running, he was leading troops to war. And when the time came, he became a great king. A very good king. Because of the things that he went through, God was teaching him, not, not only technical, you know, for your work, but the character of what he wants you to be. Consider where God took you. I always had a lot of money problems to kind of finish my study, to do everything. When I have something important, no money. I wondered why. I can do provisions, but when it comes to money, when I have to do, nothing. And it gave me something. I said, why is that? And I realized the people God is sending me to, to talk to in the marketplace, usually there are people who had the project and they came to a point, there's no money, but they still need to complete it. And I'm an expert on that. Because <laughs> that's all my life. Uh, it's not just software. I learned to code, yes. But that additional thing I learned from my path going forward. People had big projects. They ran out of money. 
or people died, or something happened. Consider where God took you all this time. Uh, that's a good subject for the workshop, right? <laughs> yeah, take it. Last one. Consider the opportunity. The opportunity that God is sending your way. There's a time where God sends the opportunity. God can take, tell you about your ministry of your place in the marketplace. This is where you be grounded. You take ground here. But there's a time where that happens. In Acts 13, 1 and 3, Paul just, Paul was in the church of Antioch with Barnabas. They were praying and fasting. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit came and said, set apart. That was the time. They had a sense of mission. They knew, but they waited until the Holy Spirit came and said, set apart. Those two. So, we're going to do two things now. All these things I want to say first, you cannot take that lightly. It has to be done in prayer. Listening prayer to confirm what God is saying to you. And the second thing is, we usually know in part. Sometimes you in this season, God tells you only what happens now. It's just that part. Don't be concerned I don't, if you don't know the whole picture of where your life is going. What God says now, that's what you need. And that's what we'll be focusing on. Your present might look strange, but you're still on a path. With God, there's no in meantime. I'm at McDonald's for a meantime because God promised me to be prime minister. That's not an in the meantime. Mm-hmm. You're already in the path today. Yeah, good. It's oh. the path already yeah. to be prime minister at McDonald's. So, two things we're going to do in groups. First, we're going to pray personally. And as I says, what, what is the word God gave me for my place in the marketplace? I know I'm working, probably everybody, I'm a cashier, I'm a nurse, I'm, whatever we're doing, did God give me a word for what I'm doing? Or not just what I'm doing, maybe in the future. Do I have a word that I can hang on right now? That's the first thing. But that's personal. We'll pray, we'll listen to God, and try to pray. If you don't have that, ask one. And when we come back in a group, you can ask for friends and brothers and sisters to pray. That something can come up for you. They will listen to God. That's so important. That's the first thing. So I said we're going to come back in groups. So then we split in some groups. And then we're going to talk about this. What is the path that God took you in the marketplace so far? What are the lessons that you've learned? If you can share that. There's a uh, Nicolas Boileau. That's a, a French guy. He says, What you designed properly comes clear in your mind and the words to say it come out so they can come clear which is good if God spoke to you if you can recognize God's spots God's intervention in your life you can talk about it and the people you'll be sharing with will be listening to God and pray maybe you think that I always have financial problems 
God wants to teach me how to manage money. Maybe it's not that. Maybe that it just needs that you be dealing with people like this. That's why you need to listen to God. And people will talk about it. So, let's take two or three minutes for the first task. Listen to God. What is the, God, the word that God gave me? And then I'll let you know when we're going to switch to go in groups. Alright? Okay. Lord, we want to pray that you talk to us. We open our heart. Holy Spirit, come invade this place. Come invade our hearts. Give us a sense of what you want. What's the purpose? Where do you want us to take ground? We don't want to fight in every fight that are here. Things that are not ours. We want to stay in our lane and race the race that you have set in front of us. What is the word that you have for me? For each of us in the marketplace. So I can hang on. So I can pray. I can win victories. Talk to us. Yeah. Please Lord. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.